Welcome to the Dreams and Money podcast. Join me as I talk to inspiring, trailblazing millennials who are breaking barriers and being bosses in their careers and personal lives. On this episode, we discuss the scandalous case of Monica Lewinsky and the ex-president Bill Clinton, the sexual harassment allegations against Noel Clark and the Me Too movement, the rebrand of Kim Kardashian and debate, are we taking personal branding too far? And I ask the question, are you self-sabotaging your own success? So, let's get into it. So, welcome everyone to a new episode of the Dreams and Money podcast. I am your host, Noma Noms. And to the new listeners, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, listen to the previous episodes because they are really good, inspiring, some amazing guests who have amazing stories. So yeah, make sure you listen to that. And as always, I've got two special guests on this episode. My favorite people, my few of my best friends, and they're joining me today. Um, once in a while, I do one of these episodes where we just kind of, you know, take things down a notch, maybe take it a bit less serious, less businessy, and let's just talk about other things in life that that affect us as we adult. And I just kind of look at the things that are internal as well as external that affect the way we maneuver, the way we adult, really, in quotes, kind of affects our abilities to make our dreams happen or live our best lives or just kind of contribute to all of these different things so this is one of those episodes yes so welcome girls hi okay introduce yourself introduce yourselves no you go first you go first i'm timmy and you know like she said i'm one of her favorite people so (laughs) i'm laura back again after popular demand i'm back yes (laughs) After popular demand, you are back. Thank you for coming. Um, nice to see you girls because I feel like these days, these days I don't get to see you, you know. Pan- know. Panoramic said no. Not on my watch. Not on my watch, sweetie. So, um, today we are going to talk about a few different things. And one of the first things I want to talk about and get into discussion is the case of Monica Lewinsky and the President Bill Clinton. Now, so this started from the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because I was talking to my friend on his podcast, um, the Afrobeats podcast. Make sure you check that out because it's a funny episode. Um, And we were talking about how men don't usually get consequences for bad behavior, especially men in power. Um, And then I then used Bill Clinton as an example to say, well, actually, men do kind of get called out for their behavior but usually there are no like consequences Mm. which obviously on that episode we couldn't really talk about into detail but I thought let's talk about it today because I feel like it's a very interesting case and when it happened it was in the what in the 90s early 2000s 90s yeah and that was before the me too movement and before we saw things in a different light so I felt like I want to talk about it some more um and obviously Everyone listening, I'm sure you've heard about it. And Bill Clinton had an affair with his intern, who at the time was 22 years old. She'd been working for him, I believe, for maybe a few months or not too long. And at some point, they got into a entanglement, should I say, which was about two years, she claims. And they had sexual relations in that time. There was gift giving in that time. Um, and obviously, they were intimate as well. So, yeah, let's get into it. What did you girls think? Well, <laughs> where do we go? I just, I don't know. I know love is blind and she was really young. Like if we yeah. think about what we were like at 22, she was really young, but the president of the United States, like the most powerful man in the world, I think. Obviously, it was really bad for her. Like she was young. She was in love. He probably promised her the world and said, you know, I'll give you this. I'll leave my wife, etc., etc." But she couldn't have expected anything less than what happened to her. Like the man has the whole world behind him. He was obviously going to find a way. He's got the top lawyers. He was obviously going to find a way to drag her through the dirt or just deny it categorically and say it never happened. She had no leg to stand on. I'm sorry. Except, except the evidence. <laughs> except the evidence, yeah. But even if she had evidence, he was the most powerful person in the world. Like, your evidence was actually nothing in the end, which is sad. It's mad because growing up, 
and like being an adult now and thinking about mm. that kind of situation, I feel mad sorry for her because yeah. to be honest, like I feel like he didn't even have to say, Oh, I'll give you all the world or whatever. It's like mm. you're Bill Clinton, you're the president, I'm just yeah. one small twenty two year old person. You don't have to promise me anything, like Yeah. If you ask me to do something, I'm not being funny. You have to I'm gonna do job. it. I'm gonna feel like if I don't do it, I'm not gonna have a job. I'm mm. not gonna get referred for nothing. Mm. Like I'm over, I'm done and I just feel like the way she was treated throughout mm. that time is mm. like it was horrendous. God awful. Yeah. Like it's it mad. Was... Um, I'd like to point out as well that that was in his first affair. Yeah. So previously mm. he'd had an affair with this woman called Jennifer Flowers, and they had a she claims a twelve year affair, mm-hmm. which she then brought to the press, and that was a whole situation in the press and that was before he was president i believe Mm. and then during his presidency another woman came forward and claimed that he had propositioned her i believe her name is paula jones and she said that he asked her to the hotel room at Mm. which he then took his trousers down and asked her to kiss his private parts Mm. which she then refused and didn't i don't think she said anything to anyone initially but then Mm. during his presidency she then filed a lawsuit against him and said, like, this is what yeah. he did. He sexually harassed me and asked me to do this. And I felt very uncomfortable. I said no. I walked away. Mm. So then back to the Monica Lewinsky situation. It was like... He's clearly got a history of doing stuff like that. And mm. to be honest, like, I think it's mad because the age difference as well is another thing. Yeah. Right now, Monica's like, what, 47 and he's 74. Jesus. So, mm. but, um, 22, imagine a 47-year-old man. Like, and being a president and all of that. Like, that's crazy. There was nothing. Mm. It was never going to go well for her. Like, even if she didn't do anything, Mm. it was just never going to go well for her. It's sad. Yeah. I just feel like it's easy for us to say it now, but, and because of the the age that we live in, it's easy for us to turn around and be like, do you know what? I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to, you know, drag your name through the sun. And there's some consequence that he can have, but obviously have any backing really. So... It's easy for me to say I would have been like, oh, if that was me, I would have just walked away and said, you know what, I quit. This isn't worth it. But then if she was actually in love, who knows? Was Did he manipulate her into the situation that they were in? He probably, you know, sweet talking her with the money. I am who I am. And it's kind of like this thing is happening right now, like in modern day with the whole Noel Clark situation. You like, see, it's yeah. literally the same Noel Clark situation. Obviously, I don't really know the details because I haven't read into it, but it is women coming forward talking about how he abused his power. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to say you anything. You don't have to explicitly say, oh, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. Mm-hmm. But you're a known actor. I want to get into the game or I'm doing auditions. You tell me to take off my clothes. Ah, okay, you know, it's part of the game. So I'm thinking, mm. cool, but you know that that's not, Right, so as president as well, like mm. you don't even have to promise me anything. Anything. Like, mm, mm, the minute mm. you say touch me here, ugh, you've already abused that power. You've already taken that and said, mm, I know she's gonna do it. It's yeah, sad. like I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And um, as I was like doing research on it, you know, a few people kind of came forward and you know said it was kind of a known thing that that's a thing that he did. Like mm. I think they had like a term for it, like that they coined something about like the new blondie or something like that. So oh, really? every once in a while he would have like this new babe that he's kind of either mm. trying to do a thing with or there's something going on behind mm. the scenes. And yeah, like you girls are right, especially in terms of like the power that he had. Mm. This is the president of, of the it's crazy. United States, like the most powerful man mm. in the world. He could he could make it disappear. <laughs> I take it. I take back what I said in the beginning because I obviously I didn't really do that much research into it. But thinking about it, I thought she was genuinely in love with him. No, the way the stories were spinned, she she said that. Like Mm. she said, you know, she started to have feelings for him. Mm. She liked the way he made her feel. Mm. He was getting getting her gifts. You Mm. know, he was doing little things. Of course, like twenty two, like you you now have this crush on this man mm. and then he's obviously doing things to feed into that. Oh, so of yeah. course at some point in your mind you're thinking, Oh my God, he does like me back he or there is some him. sort of feelings. Mm. So to me the thing was like if I say no to his advances, what are the consequences? Yeah. I think that's the one thing that I just kept on playing in my mind. Like what are the consequences of saying no to the most powerful man? It's Jeez. either I, I could lose my job mm. 
I could just disappear because what we've been doing is very inappropriate. It's very wrong. And it will have consequences once everyone knows. So it's like, it's in my best interest to shut up, to keep him mm. and to just Walk firm away. it. And just to firm it because I don't know what this man could do if I either A, expose him or don't expose him and say no to him. Mm. Like, I, it's it's fair game. Like, and gen- <laughs> like mm. But to think about it, this is someone that could genuinely make you disappear and no one will ask, ask anything. Do but you know what I mean? The crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, it wasn't just them two. Like, his closest people, the White House staff, everybody would have known to the point that yeah. I'm going to even be controversial and say Hillary Clinton knew herself. Oh, listen, because, absolutely she knew, especially yeah. after he had the whole Jennifer Flowers mm. instance where, you know, she'd claimed they had a 12-year affair, which Hillary Clinton then said, oh, um, it wasn't like, no, she basically defended him. Mm. She defended him and kind of like left it at that. So once you've had that one instance, you've had another person claim that he's sexually assaulted them and the others are probably haven't come forward. Sis knew what was happening and was like, I must step by my man regardless of what he's doing. And if it means that I support him until we get into the White House, I will do that like for him and just ignore mm. all of these crazy mm. things that he's doing behind the doors. I think it's interesting how many people have to be like collateral damage before one per do you know I mean before one man then somebody said oh okay this happened to me too and then someone's like oh actually that happened to me too five years ago the same person it's like how many women do you have to like mess up before something actually happens and you get taken to court and you get Mm. impeached or even like you said with the no clock situation how many women did you have to have done stuff to Mm -hmm. before something actually happens which I think is crazy because so many things happen when one man is like oh that person did something to me Oh, he did it to me too. He did it to me too. Five years ago, yeah. like spanning a good number of years, which and is the, so mad to me. Because then it's like, if no one said anything now, you'd probably continue to do it. Yeah, yeah. And the crazy thing is, there's probably women that, for example, with the No Clark, just because it's obviously it's a more recent um, situation that's similar. There's probably women that he that were in a situation with him and felt uncomfortable and thought, Do you know what, that wasn't right, and had you know, the sense, should we say, to walk away from that situation, then this comes to light and they think, actually, do you know what? Like you said, me too. Let me go forward and tell my story. There's so many men, like men in power, obviously they know how to manipulate naive women, especially vulnerable women, like you said, that want to excel in their career. Monica Lewinsky, didn't she have like um, a law degree or she was studying law and he was a a lawyer before he was president so it was probably just like you know what I know people in high places I'm going to get you high above this you need to do this Noel Clark again I can get you in my films I am the like London producer of all these films like yeah. come with me do this etc and the thing is again with Bill Clinton as well that time period only now are all these things coming out in the last should we say five years with yeah. the Me Too and everything so we, we can't even be surprised no, absolutely. We not. can't be surprised when if a new person from the nineties, eighties comes out and says they did this. In my head, I'm like, yeah, they did it. They did it. I'm not questioning anything anymore. I'm not even questioning. It. You did it, no clock. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, I'm it, sorry. Like again with the no clock thing, like it makes me sad because then it's people then do the whole oh it feels like we're taking a black man down, but it's like unfortunately whether you're black, white, or Asian, you have to be held accountable for your actions, absolutely. and I cannot ignore your actions because we are the same color or because we are fighting racism as a whole like it doesn't excuse your behavior and i feel like the guardian article that was written and um the reporter that did it you know they they went and got several receipts not just from one person not just from one woman like several women Mm. and he then almost tried to deny it but also admit to some things but make it seem as if oh it wasn't that deep or it wasn't that serious. So, for instance, you know, like he would flirt with women or he would ask them to just do certain things or just very inappropriate behaviours that he then would almost shrug off and be like, oh, yeah, but, like, it's I'm just... Yeah, I'm the producer. Or, oh, yeah, it's expected. It's, like, it's an industry norm. And, and it's like... People do that where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's a big deal. And it's like, no, no, it is a big deal just because you don't see it from yeah. your space 
doesn't mean that doesn't make me uncomfortable or you shouldn't be asking me to do certain things. Yeah. And the fact that, like you're saying about the, it is a big deal because I think two of the women or one of the women, I know for sure, she she said that it affected me so much. I literally quit working in the industry because of what he done to me. Like she was so petrified and so like had PTSD from the whole situation. She just mm. quit the entire industry, went to work somewhere else because of his actions. And actually that's not acceptable and we can't ignore it all in the name of like you're a black man. I think that particular, you know, argument of you're a black man, don't bring a black man down is exceptionally ridiculous, especially because we know even as like black women, typically black women don't get taken seriously mm-hmm. anyway. Mm. Black women don't get, you know, the, the grace of being innocent or cute or you know, shy and introverted and all of that. So trying to bring a black man down, like, girl, come on. (laughs) And our men know that. They know that. They actually know that. He probably even used it as a a way to get into, you know, you're young, you're this industry, like I can, you know, do et cetera to get you in. It's it's really upsetting. It's sad. the whole black man thing. People just Mm. need to stop that. Like, black women in acting in modeling in singing mm. in that whole entertainment industry we do not get the same grace as you know white women or anybody else to be honest so using that as like an argument is just yeah i see that and i'm like oh this is pathetic stop it yeah so what do you girls feel like is the way forward like how do we take our power back try because I, I don't like to put the responsibility on the women because at, mm. at the end of the day, it's not you that's doing the wrong, particularly mm. in these situations where people are using their power for their benefit. How do we move forward in a way that protects us and puts us in a space where we're not as vulnerable to these kind of things? Or how do we just deal with it? I think there's a community aspect in there where mm. like everybody has to hold people accountable where you see it. I don't think, you know, when people talk about this, they're like, oh yeah, you know, this is not just like about, you know, people abusing the power, just about men being abusive in general. It's like mm. somebody else has to step in sometimes, not just the oppressed saying, how do I make myself feel more protected or less vulnerable even? It's mm. more like, how do other people come in and step in for me and hold this person accountable? And, mm. you know, people saying the thing about no clock saying, you know, don't bring a black man down. You're not helping the situation. You're actually facilitating that abuse that happened because then other people who might be going through a similar thing are thinking oh no he's a black man or you know this is somebody that's already in a vulnerable state let me not add on to it so I think it's a community work where other men by the way not just like everybody in general other men who are in positions of power or not regardless of where you are whether you know you're a producer in the industry whether it's just your friend who is doing something that you know you should shouldn't be doing like say something step in stand up for people who can't necessarily stand up for themselves or Mm. you know even if you see on the road like a guy's like slapping a girl's bum or something it's like i'm not gonna i'm sorry if someone bigger than me slaps my bum in public i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna lie because Mm. you could be you could beat me me up like and Mm. i mean i go gym but i'm not that strong (laughs) so i'm expecting somebody else who can do something to step in and stand up for me i'm not saying you know come in and start fighting but i think there's that aspect of everybody doing the work and people are going to do the work if they cared about women's safety and if they cared about women feeling safe and protected in society as a whole. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I agree with that. So let's support each other, protect each other. I think that's that's the main kind of message, really, just to protect each other in any way that we can, like in small ways, in bigger ways, if you can, like just kind of support each other. So um, a few weeks ago now, Mm-hmm. There was a picture of Chloe Kardashian that was put on the internet and she didn't look her best. It wasn't her best pose, it wasn't her best angle. This wasn't really, you know, looking as tanned and glamorous as we are used to seeing her. I believe it was a picture that was put on the internet by her grandma. You know, grandma was probably thinking, oh, my sweet grandbaby, she looks so cute. Let me put this on the Instagram or wherever she put it. Chloe Kardashian was not happy with that picture to the extent that she decided to have her lawyers or whoever remove the picture from Instagram. And whoever reposted the picture, I was hearing things like Twitter accounts were being suspended, the picture was being reported, deleted somehow, and literally she was trying to remove every single trace of the picture. 
which I found like so crazy because it was like it's just one picture like surely we all have our bad days or like bad angles or like mm. you know your friend's taking a picture of you and like you you think oh my god I look horrendous like why would you put it up kind of thing and you know to her it was that deep that she was taking legal action to have this picture removed from the internet which what did you girls think <laughs> well many thoughts <laughs> <laughs> actually many thoughts because in a like ideal world and nice if this wasn't the world we were living in and she wasn't the Khloe Kardashian you would think any regular human being would have been like ah, ha, 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 look what my grandma took our, our like older aunties and uncles grandparents take really rubbish pictures so you would just like laugh it off make light of this of the situation but it's because she is Khloe Kardashian and I think because the picture wasn't even that bad she started posting pictures or videos after to say yeah look this is my natural body you had a flat stomach in the picture it's just it wasn't the angles and you weren't posing the way you normally pose and you didn't have your filters yeah. I think for her as like somebody I, I used to watch you know keeping up with the Kardashians back in the day for her to take it to the extent of getting legal action this is like deep rooted yeah. insecurity because she has always been called the fat Kardashian People down to the point they're questioning whether Robert Kardashian is even her dad. Then telling her she's she's got a black nose, she's too tall, she's this, she's that. Like she's been cussed her whole life, and we have to think about it. She's been cussed since she was a teenager, really. You are like in getting into someone's psyche, and then when you're as a family so accessible, like you're so accessible, she's probably got body positive people messaging her like you look great da, da, da. but obviously the negative always outweighs the positive so in her eyes she's probably only seen the negative but it's because it's so ingrained in her mental health that she looks awful she had to go above and beyond to get it sorted because i feel like if she could sue her grandma she would have <laughs> that's how deep it is <laughs> if, she could, grandma, have, if she could have sued go. her grandma she would have if it was a younger person or a stylist or someone the person might even go to prison <laughs> a crime when it's not even a crime but it's like I feel so sorry for her because I think she's been bullied so much that her mental health can't take an unfiltered pic because anyways that's my thought she just needs um psychiatric help so okay before we move forward do you feel like the way we have taken Instagram and social media like do we take our branding and our self-image too seriously because to me I think that's the one thing that stuck out it was like oh I don't like the way I look and it's not representative of what I want to represent or of what I want people to see me as. Mm. So, you know, like we then we do carefully curate the way our Instagram looks, the things we post on Twitter and like the pictures that you may post. Mm. And I, for one, will honestly say like certain pictures of myself, I'll be like, no. Like, <laughs> and I remember there was one time my brother took a video of me and like posted it. I was like, Take it Bro. down. <laughs> you better take that <laughs> shit down. Delete all that. And I delete it, please. But um, yeah, like, are we taking our personal branding too far? Absolutely, I think. And I think the fact that we call it branding even is like the start of the, not the problem, but kind of like the start of the problem because you just existing as a normal, but it's not a brand, but I'm just here. Like, just being me. I don't, <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just being me. Like, I don't have to be a brand, I think. You know, it's great that everyone's like starting side hustle and businesses. And I think sometimes we kind of blur the lines between my personal branding or my business brand to just mm. who I am. Like, I'm just chilling with my family. Like, I don't have to look tip top. I don't have to look 10 10. I don't have to look perfect. Like, mm. my image can just be, I'm just out here. I'm just chilling. Like, I think making up, making sure your Instagram feed looks like this and everything looks like that and your nose is this i think that's that's crazy to me like sometimes the picture is gonna look bad in it like it just is what it is like you know me and that shouldn't really affect like how you think about me so yeah definitely some some sort of issue there boy i think it also depends on the field that you're in like yeah. if you think about it like only creative people people that are in like the social media field of work space should we say are the ones that are going to care about their brand whereas me that's just an NHS worker here for a good time, chilling with my girl's brunch. I'm not going to care about angles, filters, this, that. I'm just going to post what I want people to see. And from, I hope, if I'm thinking about my personal brand, I'm going to hope that my brand just makes me look like somebody that's happy and having a good time with my girls and my family. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I I wouldn't want to be in that space of always thinking about how I portray myself or how I make other people feel and that my actions or posts might stop my bag. At the end of the day, it's all about money, isn't it? You're going to have to make sure that your content and your brand is good because that's what's putting food on your table. Mm. So you can't you can't always blame them. Speak on it. Yeah, no, I think it was to me it was a bit extreme to try and have the picture taken down because yeah. filing lawsuits against people and having their accounts taken down like it's so extreme because at the end of the day like we know okay fine you, you're going to have bad days and I feel like sometimes they may feel like we are unforgiving as the public. Mm. I think sometimes we are though, like N- yeah. generally, like sometimes people really be going ham on you if your stomach is looking somehow. It's like, bruv, I just had food. Like sometimes we do, we do Let do me that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we do go in a bit too hard on people, and I feel like I can understand why she felt the way she felt. Mm. However, the internet is also very. We forget. In the next 24 hours, we're moving on to the next thing, the next trending topic. We are no longer talking about you. But then because you've done all of these extra things, mm. now it's a conversation because you've made it a conversation. Whereas like, if she'd left a picture and it would have been like, okay, cool. It's a topic for one day and then we're going to forget it. But mm. because you've then made it a whole thing of suing people or getting it deleted or whatever, mm. like sis, like you're, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. I think it's because it's Chloe. Like, for example, Kim K, remember when they were on holiday and we saw her actual bum in live action with all the cellulite in its glory? Most, some girls were like, oh, thank God, we actually can see what this real, this bum actually looks like. And yeah, it's got cellulite like the rest of us. I don't think Kim went, she was mortified. It was on the show. She was screaming, oh my God. Then, but she can do that because that, that's Kim, whereas Chloe, I think it's deeper is deeper that's the only reason why she took it that far and it's it's really sad well speaking of the kimberly kardashian i was thinking about great segue (laughs) right thank you thank you for that so um yeah speaking of kimberly of course she i feel like she's she's evolved she's changed you know from the woman we knew however many years ago when she entered the scene to now from sex symbol influencer socialite she's everywhere to now being, you know, a mom, a businesswoman, and now a lawyer, an activist, which I think is amazing. It just kind of led me to think about how people were almost resistant. I think when she first began, like studying law and trying to become a lawyer, and then obviously like an activist. And I was just like, why are we so? Why were we so against that? Like, if she's trying to change from this sex symbol, from this social media influencer, into someone that's being positive or creating positive change, why were we so against that? I think there's a lot with Kim Kardashian, though. Like, I don't think that there's one... I don't think people just saw, oh, this... Somebody is trying to make change. Yeah, good. I think people saw... Obviously, people see the Kardashians generally, you know, oh, you're always dating black men or, Mm. you know, you're taking black girls' features and making it into this thing. I feel like there was that added to everything else I yeah. think, with the Kardashian as a whole mm. and their influence in society because they do have like a huge influence in society. I don't think it was just one thing. Like, thing. So outside of all of the problematic stuff that they've been known for, like outside of that, just her as a woman trying to not necessarily change, but tap into other parts of her. Why was that so problematic? I personally feel like sometimes as women or just as people in general, like once people see you as one thing, Mm. they sometimes have a difficult time seeing you in a different light. So for instance, it's been a known thing, you know, where mums feel like, oh, um, I'm a mum now. Therefore, I can no longer be almost like seen as like sexy Mm. or um, let's say, I don't know, if you were like a teacher, like you can't go from being a teacher to like a the opposite and let's say maybe like a a model Mm. you know it's like people kind of want to keep you in a certain box and don't really want you to either evolve or change or genuinely see the other parts of you because at the end of the day like we are multifaceted human beings no i think um maybe it's just that people don't like change and i think there are a lot of people that like criticizing kim kardashian so she's spent majority of her social media life or just her life in the limelight being criticised for literally everything she's done. I think she's smart in that she knows she's getting older and she can't let myself. Like, you know what you were saying about once you're a mum, people change their minds and say, oh, I have to dress modest, I have to dress that. I think she's got that 
in there somewhere, maybe. And she's being smart and saying, eventually I'm going to have to change my brand because I can't be... Not I can't, but maybe it's not as tasteful if I'm 70 years old, twerking on the internet, wearing grills, doing doing all the, like... Things that she was doing Things before. that she was doing before. So I think for her, she's just trying to have a smart transition into the other side of her adulthood. And I think people are upset because they can't criticise her for that because what she's doing is good. They want her to stay as sex tape Ray J Kim. They don't want her to be, I'm actually doing good. It's almost like she's taken the criticism that oh. she's got and she's having a smart transition to say, I don't want to be that person anymore. I'm now getting older. I'm 40. I'm, I'm 40. I've got, yeah. you know, let me change my brand the best way I can. Let me use... My the smart power. tactics, let me use my power for good. You guys have criticised me since I was like 15. Let me have this natural progression. And I think people just don't like the fact that they can no longer criticise her. So they'll they'll still find a way to spin it. They'll find a way to <laughs> criticise the Kardashians because they are just ever-present. They are literally you can't turn on the news or something without seeing them. I think she's just smart. Her team is smart in a way to change her branding to fit her age range mm, i didn't think about that like yeah. what you've just said about some people are kind of mad about her transition because then it takes away the power to criticize her mm. i mean of course people always criticize but it's like what i hated you for you are no longer doing that mm. therefore i have to almost let that go because that's no longer you or this yeah. is now the new you that i have to get used to mm -hmm. you know um but I, I don't know i'm here for it like i'm i'm, I'm here for the change i think just, i am just like in general not necessarily about kim kardashian herself but just like allowing people to explore different parts of them and expressing all of these different passions that you have expressing the different talents and the gifts that mm -hmm. you have as a human being because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know like we, we've all been been given mm. um different talents and there's different aspects of us that we want to express but mm. if you're like in this one lane forever like it's it's boring she you know what i mean progress. like it's yeah it's and she, boring she can't be doing the same thing her 21 year old sister's doing yeah there's a big, exactly there's a big age gap and you know she probably is really smart like her dad was a smart human being like just let her study law let her take people <laughs> let out of prison be. just let her be but then do you okay from i guess your personal experience or just like in general do you girls feel like sometimes you are restricted in how you can be or you feel like you can't express yourself fully as an individual in all these different parts of you because either one of them contradicts the other or do you know what I mean? I think in a way, the way we grow up kind of does that because you go to school, when you go to uni, it's like, what's your job? What's your career? And when you get into that, if you're a banker, you're probably going to work in a bank or in that industry till you retire. Or, you know, if you're a nurse, you're probably going to be a nurse till you retire. Like, I don't really see, you know, you're a nurse for three years and then you bounce. Even though I think, obviously, that guy, what's the name? The comedian guy. Junior doctor to comedian. What's the name? K something. Adam K. Adam K. Yeah, yeah this is going doctor. to hurt. Brilliant then, book. I don't know how long he was a junior doctor for, but he quit and he's now a comedian and an author. And I think we don't see stories like that that much because when you, when you say I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm saving lives. Mm. How dare you go and be a comedian? Like, yeah. How, mm. how dare you decide to do something like that? I think generally as a society, we definitely do that to people and say, okay, you're this, you're this and, and that's you. And it's like, mm. we are multitudes of things. I've been a book, I don't remember what the book was, but it was saying about like, you can be a farmer, you can fish. And if you fish, even if you don't get money for it, but that's mm. what you do, you're also a fisherman. <laughs> like, and if you sew clothes or you're also a tailor or a seamstress like mm. you don't have to it doesn't have to be your yeah, job like you don't have to just be one thing if you're a builder you're a builder <laughs> like that's just it mm. and I think that we should have that kind of mindset and just bounce when you need to like not leave things but if you want to move and change absolutely do that because Go this ahead, world will yeah. definitely put you in a box regardless of if you're Kim Kardashian or just Timmy mm. you would definitely get told to do this and even especially when it makes sense stay like the junior doctor thing it makes sense that you should stay because you're doing good for the world but mm. uh, yeah no but also there will be other doctors exactly. is it only yeah. me that was assigned in this world to come and save people's <laughs> lives honestly it's true like you I know? met a girl on holiday that was a social worker like a really good social worker and then now she's like 
a really successful beauty person in hair and and she's an influencer. And I'm thinking, in my eyes, I was like, oh my God, you were a social worker. But she's spun that and she's like, being, she's successful, she's happy. Well, from what I can see, she's successful, she's happy. And she did social work. Like you would think yeah. that no one would, would think that that would be the route that you go down. But like you said, we don't have to be in a bracket. I'm one thing, but I'm also another and I can be successful in both areas or I can decide to switch it up and go in one direction and leave the other one behind and make it a hobby, for example. Yeah. I just, it's yeah. never too late. Like, that's another thing people think, oh, I'm 40 now. Why should I be? It's never too late, basically. Like, just because you're older or mm. because you've done something for seven years doesn't mean that you have to stick into it. Mm. My The lady that does my wax was literally saying, oh, I'm old now. I don't know if I should go to school. I was like, babe, go. If you want to do something, just go mm. and do it. Like, you're never too old. It's fine. And to be honest, she was 23. So I was like, what? what? Girl, you're not old. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's that mindset of, especially in this day and age, 23 to them mm. seems old because people who are 18 are making, like, money. Crazy money. So <laughs> in seven year old, she's thinking, ah, I'm 23, I'm done out here. You're not. Like, even if you were 45, mm. if you want to start modelling at 45, go and do it. If you want to start acting at 45, even if it's just, you know, your little small YouTube film, Issa Rae was starting out in her bedroom do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like just don't let don't let the world like box you down man. I think yeah like your question of if personally we feel you know scared of change I think because of the world that we live in and because everything is scrutinized I almost me personally would have if I wanted to change my direction in what I do I would genuinely f- feel a bit anxious at first because I'm thinking if this does blow I am now catapulted into the limelight that I wasn't accustomed to being in. Even if I'm like, you know, God willing, I'm successful in whatever, if I decided to, should I say, change my career and go into acting or just, I became a successful baker and did a cake for the queen. And then that blew me. And I was like in all the magazines, etc. I'd have that still anxiety because I'm thinking now I'm in the limelight. Now they're going to scrutinize me. Now they're going to say, oh, Laura came from here, 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 or these stories that come out and I'm in, I'm on the shade room or I'm in the Daily Mail or, <laughs> you know, for something other than what I'm doing. Yeah, That's what almost sometimes makes me take a step back because I have that fear that, okay, if I am successful in this area, that's also going to come with the, the demon with of the social negative. media and the negative that I don't want. <laughs> I just want to perfect my craft and be good at it and be successful from it. But then I, I don't want you lot and your criticisms of thinking, ah, oh, how can she wear them busted up Converse? Um, well, what if I just didn't have money to buy new ones? Or if I like my Converse? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Down to your shoes or down to people. Will, the one thing that kills me is that when people criticise celebrities or even up and coming people's family, look at the busted up car her mum drives. <sighs> just focus on my cakes or <laughs> focus on my just YouTube video. Leave my mum alone. That is, that's all. It's actually... <laughs> it's sorry to think about it's actually a fear like i want to be like obviously i am successful now obviously amen Amen. but it's getting to that top level of success i have a fear so i would almost maybe not i don't know if i am doing it but like secretly there could be people out there that are not promoting themselves as hard as they can because they're scared that if they do get there i don't want my self-esteem to go in the bin yeah you're speaking facts like red but you know yeah no i've definitely no i feel red by you right now so sorry i didn't mean to relate no no i can absolutely relate people are rude like people are people are actually Mm. really rude like Mm. and this is so random i'll just use this as an example right so i posted the other day like it was a promo video for the podcast and this random John from God knows where decided that he was going to comment. No, he was like, why do all podcasters feel like they have something worth saying or like we should listen to them? Sir, scroll past. I was shut you my laptop You brought yourself here. <laughs> you brought yourself yeah. onto my page to comment your rubbish. Exit. Guess how? Like, yeah. stop. But no, I completely get what you're saying about um, not necessarily fearing mm. success, but fearing what then comes with success because yeah. I feel like there is a lot of negatives that yeah. that come with that and in turn sometimes maybe we do self-sabotage mm. that's it self-sabotage that's it I think 
because you could be so confident in what you're doing and you're confident in your craft and you know you're good and everybody knows you're good but the self-sabotage because you don't want the criticism because you want to we all want to protect our mental health really let's swing it back to chloe no one wants to end up like her so well you know suing people for posting definitely things that we do unintentionally and without mm. even realizing that we are doing to sabotage ourselves and to maybe stifle our own progress our own success even like in your own career or being afraid to go after let's say a specific role or maybe being afraid to go from like your normal role into let's say like a management position because you don't know what that will bring or being afraid of like the responsibilities that will come with leveling up and I for one have definitely done that to myself where it's like oh I don't know if I'm ready for that so it's like in a way you are sabotaging your own progress and your own happiness as well and success um all because of like these different fears that you have and again like I said sometimes you're aware that you're doing you're okay with it yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I know okay yeah. then you're just like i'm good it's fine it's fine yeah. like yeah like you know you're doing it and you're okay with it and then mm. other times you're generally not aware of the things that you're doing you know whether that's not promoting yourself enough yeah. whether that's procrastinating yeah. whether that not putting yourselves out there or networking with people or talking about yourself so and again i think that also comes into the promoting yourself right so just talking mm. talking about yourselves and networking and being like yeah I do this or yes I'm a podcaster or I'm a baker or I'm a YouTuber mm-hmm. even that I think the use of pronouns there is so interesting like I'm a podcaster I'm a baker I'm a this like I didn't used to say I'm a model when I started I never used to say I'm a mo- I say I do modeling mm. which is it was like, oh girl I'm not a model like I think it's interesting saying I'm a baker I'm a this I was like mm, no 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 I'm not a model I like oh yeah I just do modeling on the side I just make some cakes on the you know, side do you know mm. what I mean like and I think it's it's really interesting because then there are things that I just there's a casting I was like mm, I'm not a model they're not looking for me I just do it if it came do you know what I mean so yeah using those pronouns is yeah. it's powerful as simple as it is it's powerful because it mm. kind of stamps it and makes it real mm. and solidifies like yeah i'm doing this ish like i'm doing it even if it's just like a side hustle yeah i'm a business owner because that's what you do if mm. you're trading your time or your services or product for money from other people that you are a business, business. owner yeah. so we just spin self-fulfilling prophecy on the good side Amen. i am <laughs> no yes. it's true it's true no it is powerful but yeah i mean sometimes it just that kind of stuff feels phony but that's a conversation for another <laughs> for me anyway i know but, yeah no, i know what you mean <laughs> you know like it feels sometimes it feels fake actually yeah let's talk about it whilst we're here like well, like the daily affirmations yeah like daily affirmations and books. self no not not self-help books but specifically the daily affirmations and mm. saying I am this, I am that, like, I am great, I am blah, blah, blah. Like, sometimes it doesn't feel real. And obviously, the whole point of it is that you say it until you believe it, until mm. You, mm. you're you moving in that, that energy and yeah. in that role. Mm. So I get it. I get the reverse psychology of it. But sometimes I think when you're trying to do it, it just feels fake because it feels like... Well, I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that's me. Like I, right now, I don't feel like I'm great. Right now, I don't feel like I am talented. Right now, I don't feel like I am rich or mm. whatever the affirmation is. It's like, like, it just feels fake. I get you. And I think that's the issue for me where it's like, I don't I don't know, maybe it's like the westernized thing of self-affirmations or whatever, because it's not real. That feels phony to me. Whereas like, I'm Nigerian, I'm Yoruba, but there are self-affirmations in my language that does make me feel stronger but it's not because it's saying i'm rich i'm not but do you know what i mean it's like i'm okay i'm i'm strong enough to keep going like i'm afraid but i'm still do you know what i mean like yeah, and for yeah. people who believe in god it's like Prayer. i'm afraid but god is pushing that's an affirmation in itself like mm. do you know what i mean it's so i think my issue is like the western type of i'm okay i'm beautiful i don't have to be beautiful i don't have to be okay i don't have to be great i don't have to be rich but i have to be good enough i'm good enough as i am and i will just do you know what I mean? Like, I would just keep going. I would just, I'm going to be all right. Like, that's just it. And those are the affirmations that help me in my life. Like, my name in itself is a whole affirmation. So there are times when I feel, like you say, like, afraid of the next step. And I'm like, oh, Timmy Lane. Do you know what I mean? Like, God is pushing me. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. But somebody is backing me up. So, like, we move. Yeah, I absolutely get you. I think 
maybe that's what it is what you've just said about the westernized version of the affirmations for me feel fake because it just feels very surface level Mm. but like you're saying if i change it from oh i am great into i can do all things through christ who strengthens me Mm. now that i feel like it feels more real to me i feel more powerful in that sense because that's then grounded in my faith in god and not necessarily my faith in myself and my own abilities but in the power of god really so Yeah. yeah Um, so in the last several weeks, we lost DMX, unfortunately, to addiction and an overdose before he'd passed away. I think several weeks before that, he'd done an interview and he had said something like, oh, if I passed away today, I would feel like I have lived a full life, which is so crazy to think like literally several weeks later, he passed away. I repeat, but what I did want to say, we'll talk about is do you feel like you're living your best life right now? Not necessarily your best life, but your fullest life to what you've maybe imagined it would be at this stage or just in general, like what does that look like, living a full life to you? Um, absolutely <laughs> not to the first question. Sorry, I know that's a very heavy and loaded question, yeah. but yeah. I don't feel like I'm living my full life at all. I don't even think I'm living half of my full life, like all my best life. I'm close. Somehow, because to me, like, my full life and living my best life is just freedom from people's crap. Like, again, I just bring in my heritage into it. Like, as a Nigerian woman, there's a lot of people that will say things about how you look, how you dress, who you're with, how, you know, how often you go out. And just being free of all of that, to me, that's my full life. Like, I can have my piercings, I can go out whenever, I can talk about the things that matter to me without thinking, oh, someone's expecting me to be married with kids. Ah, no. Like... That's my full life, but I think... In a, so yeah, so, okay, outside of taking away what I guess we've been taught to think is your best life. So, for instance, like, things like, okay, like, I've got my house and the money and whatever else. So, like, outside of the material things, right, mm. what would that then look like or what what does that feel like, maybe, is the, is the better question. <laughs> so, for me, I'll say, yeah. like, I definitely agree with you, Timmy, is freedom mm. and not living in one country at the same time for a whole full year and going away for like two weeks at a time Mm. but just being able to move around freely and literally relocating to different countries and being able to just be fluid and be up and down whenever I please Mm. and obviously like with people that I love I think that to me would be kind of living my best life I think freedom is also like for me it's it's a bigger thing in the sense that I'm free to be myself with my friends I'm free to be as vulnerable as I want to be or as, as I feel like I can cry I can be in bed for like a whole day if I'm if I'm just not in anybody's mood like I can do that I don't have to front for anybody like the friends that I have around me mm-hmm. I can just be who I am I don't have friends where I'm like hmm, I don't want to yeah. do you know I me mean? like I feel like that's freedom for me and in in my case I have that thankfully and I Mm. literally every day I'm so grateful for the people that I have in my life because in that sense I am free in that sense I am living my best life like who you see uh, that's that's who I am and that's just that's just it so I think in that in that sense definitely like freedom just to be and to exist and to just be here yeah I think at the moment for me I feel like I'm living the best life I can within my means Mm. If yeah, if you put material things to the side, I think I'm happy. And for me, when once you're happy, that's you living your your best life within the means that you have now. And like you said, being free with your friends, being free with your family, I feel like I've got that. And I feel like things that will make it better at this moment in time would be finances. It's yeah, exactly. I think like realistic things aside I feel like I am happy I think what would make it better again materialistic things to the side is maybe just to have a bit more confidence like we were saying before the self-sabotage whatever having more confidence in like my day-to-day I'm happy in my day-to-day but maybe having a bit more confidence in my work in just life Mm. so yeah yeah Yeah. I think for me it's more so fulfilling my purpose Mm. and feeling like I've definitely exhausted everything that was given to me and all the talents that I have Mm. to just just put it out there like I feel like I'm making steps towards it but not fully in other areas 
my yeah fulfill my purpose make myself joyful in that sense because i feel like that's a big part of happiness a joy you're feeling fulfilled as a human being Mm. um and i think a lot of that and for some of us maybe i think that's where the dissatisfaction with life comes from like feeling like i'm not doing enough or i'm not doing what i'm what i should be doing i'm not i haven't started the business i was supposed to start i've i haven't haven't traveled to peru and worked in the village like mm. like my heart desires or i haven't you know done all of these things yeah. and like that you want to do however you are constrained by life responsibilities and the mm. nice five job that you have and all of these things that obviously keep you bound and which can be very annoying but you know like for me i think that's it that's where I would find joy and yeah. happiness and peace to some extent. It's like singing um, Beyonce's song, I Was Here, is literally the perfect song. Like if you were to sing, I was here, I've lived, I've loved, I was here, I've done everything that I've wanted with the people that I wanted to be with. If you can sing that song and you're like, do you know what? Yeah. Like the lyrics of the song is basically what you would want to say once you feel like you've lived your best life. Her one doesn't even obviously involve money, but. It's just talking about how you were here, you've lived, you've loved, you've accomplished everything you wanted to in life and you've left your mark knowing that, God forbid, if, you know, today's my last breath, everybody will know that I was here and I was having a good time and I was here for a good time, not a long time. Okay. I think we are going to bring it to a close. But before we do, plug yourself, girlies. Where can we find you? What can we look forward to? What are you working on? The first and pretty much only thing I would say is I'm on YouTube. Timmy Gabriel, T I M I and Gabriel like the angel. What can we look forward to on YouTube from you? Um, you know, I just talk about love, relationships, generally platonic relationships, romantic relationships, um, and just how I see them and how I like to facilitate mine and nurture mine. So yeah, bit of fun, bit of banter. Yeah, subscribe and all that good stuff. Yeah, you are funny actually. Thanks, Bruce. you need to bring out a bit more, babe. You are funny. What about you, Laura? Relatable. Where can you find me? Um, so aside from working for the NHS, I also bake. So I've just, I am a baker. So you can find um, my Instagram on at Simply Cakes Co. I just started off baking for like friends and family and now I'm obviously trying to expand it. So yeah, thank you. Give that a follow. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Oh, and my normal Instagram is just at Laura Nabs. And there socials will be in the description box um yeah i mean you know where to find me coffeecollection.co.uk if you're looking for something cute i know you know we're out in these streets now so if you're trying to do some shopping for something cute a handbag some accessories sunglasses just something cute you know to complete your outfit i got you and of course follow me on instagram at nomanoms make sure you listen to the previous episodes of the dreams and money podcast because they are really really good if i can say so myself yeah i think that is it for this episode until the next one